Hello and welcome to Church in Maine. This is the podcast where we talk about the intersection of faith and public affairs. My name is Dennis Sanders and I am your host. Well, um, today I am doing a solo episode and don't worry, there will be some um, interviews coming up. I'm hoping to have some coming up fairly soon. But I'm sharing two of my um, weekly check-ins. These are videos I do for my congregation. Uh, First Christian Church of St. Paul in Roseville, Minnesota. And these come at two different periods. One is one I did back in November, just after the midterms. And the other one is, um, I just did about a week and a half ago. And they're both related in that they're talking about politics and talking about the how we've basically become so polarized in our culture. Um, at least that's the common story. And so what does that mean? What does that, um, what are the dangers of being in a polarized culture? And how does that affect the church? I think very much the church in some ways has become, in some cases, very polarized. Um, I mean, everyone talks about what goes on in evangelical churches. But it also goes on in mainline churches as well. Um, kind of the, the analog of people who are super supporters of Republicans and evangelical churches. You know, basically there are super supporters of Democrats and both kind of want to put God on their side. And so I talk about that in these two videos. And so I'll, um, be sharing those videos back to back. And, um, then I'll conclude and talk a little bit about uh, what's coming up next and um, ways that you can support the podcast. So uh, without further ado, let's hear the first of those po- uh, first of those videos. Um, the first one is entitled, Who Would Jesus Vote For? And then the next one will be, Are You Politically Homeless? So let's go ahead. <laughs> Well, good day, church. It's over. All of the text messages, all of the emails, all of the commercials, they're all done. The midterms were yesterday. All the votes are in. And we know the results, mostly. And now it is time for reflections and hot takes, and mine is one of them. When I was in college, I would remember arguing with people about politics, and we would argue about this policy or that policy, and then once we're done, we were done. We would move on to other things. I long for those days, because back in those days, politics was just one part of someone's life. And now, politics are identity. It's who we are. And that's not so good, because what it then happens is that every election becomes an existential event. If we vote for the wrong, vote for this person, we will save the world. And if we vote, if the electorate votes the other way, well, it could mean 
the end of civilization as we know it. Methodist pastor Jason Michelli wrote something about two years ago that I found fascinating. And he talks about the fact that we live in an age of extreme political pathos. And what that means is that politics has become ultimate in our lives. That kind of a thing that is of central and maybe the thing that we would give to God, we have now given to politics. And he says this, the lesson is that we should not give our party politics the passion they seek. That is, we should not invest them with eternal importance. Once given the ultimate pathos it seeks, political ideology has the power to extract from us all sorts of self-justifications that lead us in directions contrary to the good. I think that he's on to something. Politics in 2022 has become an idol in our lives. Far too many Christians on, on the political left and on the political right have made politics their God, kind of displacing God. God becomes second in our lives. And there is a danger when you do that because it can lead you down some roads you would never imagine taking, like storming the U.S. Capitol. Now, please listen. I'm not saying that politics is not important. Politics, there are a lot of issues that the United States are facing, and there are political issues that we must deal with. And I am, like many people, concerned about the state of our democracy. But we have to pay, put that in perspective, because when we make politics into an idol, and we think that voting this certain way or that this leader is going to bring us salvation, that doesn't do good for us or for our nation. Our faith isn't in a political party. It's not in the faith in the, we don't have our faith in the Democrats or the Republicans. As the saying goes, Jesus is the Lord. Caesar, no matter if we even like that Caesar, is not. Our political leaders are going to fail us. Not because they're bad people, but because they're human. And because, like all humans, we sin and we fall short. And they're going to fail. But the Jesus who is Lord is never going to fail us. And that promise remains no matter who is in office. I want to close with this prayer. It's an election day prayer that was, is, was written by Stanley Hauerwas, a theologian. Hauerwas can be a bit of a crank. And sometimes I think we need more cranks like Hauerwas in our lives. This is what he says. Sovereign Lord, foolish we are, believing that we can rule ourselves by selecting this or that person to rule over us. We are at it again. Help us not to think it more significant than it is, but also give us and those we elect enough wisdom to acknowledge our follies. Help us laugh at ourselves, for without humor, our politics cannot be humane. We desire to dominate and thus are dominated. Free us, dear Lord, 
for otherwise we perish. Amen. Take care, church. I'll see you soon. So here is number two, the second video. Are you politically homeless? Well, hello and welcome. This is the weekly check-in. My name is Dennis Sanders and I'm the pastor of First Christian Church of St. Paul, located here in Roseville, Minnesota. So this week, I wanted to talk about home. What is home for you? Last week, I was um, on Facebook and saw this link to a website called Mitten State. Mitten State is a site that sells all things Michigan. And being a Michigan native, I definitely had to see what was on there. And I enjoyed it. I loved it. Um, There were... Lots of T-shirts, especially um, talking about everything that had to do with Michigan, um, whether it was universities. Um, you know, I definitely saw something there from Michigan State, my alma mater. Um, there were also things and T-shirts representing Michigan, famous Michigan brands like Verner's and Fago um, and Kogel and Kellogg and everything there. And my favorite thing was a t-shirt that I'm definitely going to get. And it's a t-shirt that says home on it. And where the O is supposed to be, what you get is the two peninsulas kind of there. And um, even though I have not, um, I've lived here in Minnesota now for over 25 years, I still call Michigan my home state. We all have places and actually people that we call home. Home is that place where we feel that we belong. So what happens when you lose a home? And we've seen that happen. Maybe it was because of an earthquake or a fire. People lose their homes or especially in the last year, many Ukrainians have lost their homes. They've become refugees. They've had to flee. People lose that sense of home, and it means something to them. And losing it can just be incredibly devastating. There is an article that I read last week by two political commentators from the New York Times, uh, David Brooks and Brett Stevens, and they were both commenting about how they now feel politically homeless in the years since Donald Trump has taken over the Republican Party. That's something that I totally sympathize because, again, like them in those years since Donald Trump has taken over, I feel politically homeless. I don't know where I always fit politically. Where is our home? What is home? I think it is part of the human condition that we're all trying to find a place where we fit in, where we can call home. Political parties can be one of those things that actually make you feel at home, where you can fit. But there's something dangerous sometimes about that. Because especially in our very polarized age, 
political parties can feel like home, but they can also maybe feel like a prison at times. Over the last few years, we've really taken our political differences to kind of a different level, a not-so-good level. Politics has really become part of our identity. So if someone is talking smack about the Republican Party or they're talking smack about the Democratic Party and you are of one of those parties, you take it personally because it is part of your identity. How often in our politics today is everything just about owning the libs or I don't know how many articles there have been about what you should do or how you should try to shut down your conservative uncle during the holidays. Politic has made political parties not just home, but as I said, prison. That's not very healthy. Michael Ware is, was an advisor to President Obama. Uh, he was an advisor for um, faith-based initiatives. And he has written that um, Christians need to be careful about making political parties their home. Where is Catholic? And he had, writes a lot about where faith and politics come together. And he's not saying that we should not do anything about politics or that we should pretend, you know, not be a Democrat or not be a Republican. But that we make sure that we don't necessarily make these things our homes. In his book, Reclaiming Hope, he says that for Christians, the problem is not that you are politically homeless. The crisis is that we, that we ever thought we could make a home in politics at all. And where it says that for followers of Jesus, really, there is only one home for us, and that is in Jesus Christ. And when Christ is our home, he argues, politics then becomes about helping the neighbor, not about deciding who doesn't belong. Jane Anderson Grizzle wrote um, in the Mockingbird website that political parties actually are very poor places for home because they don't answer some of our deepest questions as humans. Affiliating, she says, with a political party or candidate will never make us feel at home in this world or solve our daily issues. Only God is steadfast and life-giving rather than demanding. Politics cannot help my son's disappointments, but praying about it does offer him hope that God cares about his sadness. My loneliness may not be addressed by protesting or writing letters to a representative, but remembering that God is close to the lonely does give me hope. Our home, whether we are Republican or Democrat or neither, is in Christ. As Christians, we come with different beliefs. So, especially at church, we're not always going to agree. If our home is in Jesus, we should be able to reach out to lend a hand to someone, regardless of who they voted for in the last election. Because 
It doesn't matter that they are Republican or Democrat. What matters is that they are children of God. I love that I can still call Michigan home. I'm sad, though, that I am politically homeless these days. But maybe I shouldn't be. Because I rejoice that my home is ultimately in Jesus Christ. A place where I know that I truly belong. And it is a home that I want others to come and be a part of as well. St. Augustine, the great um, Christian saint, once said that our hearts are restless until we find rest in God. I pray that all of us, no matter who we are, Republican, Democrat, straight or gay, that we may all find a home in God. Take care, dear church. Godspeed, and I'll see you soon. So I hope that those two uh, videos were of help, or at least something that will start discussion or some thoughts. Um, I'd love to know what you think, what is kind of the role of politics in your church, and where do you think has that been helpful in the wider culture? And also, what does it mean to be a Christian in our society today? I don't think that we can be above the fray. I don't think that we can pretend that we don't have specific views on different and how society should be run. But how do we make those political preferences not become all-consuming and and become in some ways idle? Um, I'd love to hear from you. Um, Please feel free to uh, comment. Um, If you're uh, listening to this on Substack, uh, use the comments and um, drop me a line. You can also um, send me a an email at uh, church in Maine, all one word at substack.com and um, leave your comments there. And again, I really, really would like to hear from you about this. Um, kind of as I said, there will be some um, Interviews that are coming up um, have um, someone that's coming on. I believe this will be number four. Uh, that will be um, fourth time on the podcast. So I'm looking forward to that. Uh, hopefully to be talking about academic freedom. And then um, I'm hoping to uh, do some discussion about the recent survey that was put out by the American Enterprise Institute that is talking about religion, especially in after uh COVID. And actually, um, I'd like to hear from you in as I prepare for that episode. Um, if you're the pastor of a church, especially, but also if you're a member of a congregation, what has church been like after COVID? Um, if you're a pastor, how does it feel? Does it feel um, sometimes hopeless or feels hard or discouraging? Um, because I know that those are feelings that I have felt um, in the weeks and months following COVID. You know, there are things that um, seem to be very strong with our congregation. Um, 
beforehand and and people who I thought were pretty committed, who all of a sudden COVID happened and boom, they're gone. Um, so what happened? Um, and I'd love to hear from you. Again, you can uh, either leave a, uh, your, um, actually for this one, if you can send me an email, again, at churchinmaine, all one word, at substack.com, that'll be helpful. Um, I'd love to hear from you. Um, it would give me actually some good preparation for this episode. So if you can do that, that will be helpful. Um, also, if you want to support this podcast, go to churchinmaine.org. Um, and then there is a button that says donate. You can make a one-time donation. Um, I am working on trying to um, actually create some more premium content um, in that anticipation of kind of putting a uh, kind of paid like a paywall for Substack. Um, but to have that, I have to have some content that's available um, for premium listeners. So. When that is available, I will let you all know. So um, that is it for this episode of uh, Church in Maine, this podcast at the intersection of uh, faith and modern life. Uh, look forward to hearing from you, or uh, look forward to being back here soon to talk to you about issues that are affecting um, our faith here in the 21st century. My name is Dennis Sanders. I'm your host. Take care. Godspeed. And I will see you very soon.